today with your host, Debbie and I'll say. And welcome to Living Today, a platform where we discuss topics relating to the life of today's millennial and post-millennial Christian with the aim of developing, empowering and challenging you and ourselves as well to dig deeper in our relationship with Jesus Christ. My name is Debbie and today I am joined by my fellow co-host, um, husband as well. <laughs> <laughs> fortunately, fortunately, yes, I say. Yes, uh, yes. <laughs> but um, can you please introduce yourself? Hey guys, this is Ayo here. Ayo by name, love by nature. Oh my gosh, she's still don't, don't wear it name. out. Don't wear it out. <laughs> <laughs> Lord help us. <laughs> anyway, hello Ayo. Hey, hey. Hey. Today our topic is a little bit interesting. Um, it's one I think that has become part of our conversation as well, um, personally. Um, Just a curious one, Um, since obviously we are aware that this has been a trying time for various people, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um, especially in the faith. And well, stating the obvious, we've been in this coronavirus pandemic. It's been an interesting, uh, was it 12 to 18 months? Uh, Yeah, yeah. So... It's funny how time literally flies. Mm, um, yeah. But hey, guys, we are all here today and it's only by the grace of God. So Indeed. it's definitely a positive. But saying that as well, we know that this pandemic has been a monumental and um, historical um, event and has definitely had its impact on society and probably altered the way things are Um it's definitely altered what we thought was normal. Um, it definitely would not be what we call normal now. There is um, a new normal, right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. So that being said as well, I mean, as a result, various um, uh, aspects of life and um, institutions as well will be impacted. And specifically today, we're looking at the church. The question is, is church still relevant post-COVID? Wow, 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 wow. This is such a, it's a deep topic here. Yeah, it deep is. Deep topic. And, you know, it, it's one that, you know, <laughs> needs to be spoken about as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think more so because there's so many of us right now who have been affected and our engagement with the church has been significantly affected mm, by COVID-19. Yeah. Many have left the church, right? And many refuse to go back mm, to church and mm. many who have been in the church, have they've solidified their commitment to church even more so as a result of COVID-19, mm. right? So that's why, you know, I do believe that practically everybody if not everybody has been affected in one way or another mm. by COVID-19. Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. Um, uh, really and truly, though, um, saying that there has been obviously positives. Of course. To that, you know, this pandemic has brought out mm-hmm. as a result for um, believers, um, i.e. the fact that, you know, church is more accessible 
for people who yeah, didn't have that yeah, before as well. Of course, of course. So there's definitely plus sides. <laughs> yeah, you, can, you, can, you can pick and choose a lot as well nowadays, yeah. can't you? You can just see from one service <laughs> to another. Church Netflix. Exactly. Yeah, do you know what? That's It's, it's weird though, but it's actually, that's essentially what it's become now where <laughs> we now have an, a streaming service kind of thing, right? Where yeah. you can flip from one church to another, which is, you know, very interesting, especially for millennials, right? Yeah. You get to choose and pick and whatever you want to do. <laughs> <laughs> and you can now, um, you know, fit it around your day as well a little bit better. Exactly, um, exactly. And watch as many as you want yeah. through the course of your day or your week or whatever. Um, it's great. And I think one thing as well we have to be grateful for is that it's definitely um, provoked churches to think outside of the box a little bit more. Listen, um, if you don't, pro- sorry, pardon me, if you don't think outside the box, you get left behind. Yeah. It, it's become that deep as well. Yeah. And unfortunately, what COVID-19 has done, Debbie, is that many churches who unfortunately weren't able to adapt, they have been left behind, you know, mm. as a result of mm. this. Sad, but really and truly, that is the reality of what we face right now. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Um, I mean, I would like us to just take it back a little bit as sure. we do, sure, um, sure. and really look at what the church is mm-hmm. and what the purpose of the local church is supposed to be. Maybe we've lost sight of that back a little to basics, bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> back to basics. And mm. that's what we always like to do here for course, you guys. Um, even if it sounds like stating the obvious or the simple, sometimes it's needed as a refresher or a reminder. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, what would you say as you know, you are our walking um, encyclopedia. Can you stop it? <laughs> but, but. What is the church? Do you know what, though? Um, I mean, coming back to the same topic that we are dealing with today, um, that is the church still relevant? That's essentially mm. the question that we're asking, right? Post-COVID. Post-COVID, of course. And, and and I do feel like this is a question that every single millennial or, you know, Gen Z have to ask themselves uh, in terms of, is the church still relevant to me today as a result of COVID-19? How have I responded to COVID-19 as it pertains to church, my church attendance? And now that we've, we're by the mighty grace of God coming towards the end of COVID-19 what is my new normal going to be you know Mm. and that's where and that's why I do believe there be that you know coming back to the definition of church is so important right Mm. you know especially if you identify yourself as a member of the church you know the word church you know and I think you know especially we've got to take it back to the scriptures Matthew chapter 16 verse 18 when Jesus Christ was talking to Peter you know when you know he said that you know I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it this is the first time that jesus christ basically kind of instituted his own church or spoke about it you know and that word church you know comes from the greek word ecclesia which means called out assembly Mm. people who have been specifically deliberately called out by god and Mm. they come together to form an assembly Mm. okay that's essentially what a church is or Mm. rather no let me just clarify one more time you see jesus christ speaking about church in this particular part of scripture wasn't the first time we the word 
what church was used in the Bible. Uh-huh. Okay. Remember that it, contextually speaking, you know, there were other people, other kind of key people or, or thought leaders at that time who had their own disciples. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the concept of Jesus Christ having his own disciple wasn't also a new thing. Even John the Baptist had his mm-hmm. disciples, right? Mm-hmm. Now, and also in the same vein as well, the concept of church also wasn't a new thing that Jesus Christ just made up. There mm-hmm. had been other people in those times who also had churches. Remember, mm-hmm. church is really and truly, like I said, you know, it was just a gathering of people. Yeah, okay. Yeah. That's why many people during that time, they gathered to worship Satan. You know, some of them gathered in a, in a paganistic style. Yeah. Many gathered to speak about politics, whatever the case <laughs> may be, they had different gathering. Mm. Jesus Christ wanted to separate and distinguish his own church during that time. Okay. That's why he said that I will build my church. Right. right. He didn't say that I will build this thing called a church. He said, I will build my church mm. and the gates of hell or rather the gates of hell will not prevail against him. Mm-hmm. So here Jesus Christ was talking about a called out people that he will specifically head. Mm. Okay. A body that he will head, mm. that he will build it himself mm. and nothing will be able to stand against the uplifting and the success of that church in being a light to humanity. Amazing. That's basically what Jesus Christ was referring to in that particular scripture. Mm. Now, Debbie, what therefore, as you were asking before, is now the purpose of the church? Mm. Yes. Yeah, so what is the purpose of the church, Ayo? Um, mm. Because, I mean, <laughs> today... I think a lot of us have lost sight of that. Yeah. Um, and we just need a little bit of a reminder. Before we even speak about the purpose of the church, it's already obvious that the reason why many, many people, many millennials, many generation um, and Gen X um, and people today have left the church could potentially be because they're not really seeing this happening in their local churches, right? Number one, you see the purpose of the church, you know, the Bible actually calls the church the pillar and the ground for truth, ground of truth. Mm. Okay. What does that actually mean? It means that, you see, there is... A, 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 an element of truth that the world goes by, which mm-hmm. is completely contradictory to how God sees truth, mm-hmm. right? Jesus says, I'm the way, the truth, and, and the life, life okay? Yeah. So really and truly, the pur- one, the first purpose of the church is to reflect the light of Christ. Come on. Okay? Yeah. Which means that what the word of God says is right. That is exactly what mm-hmm. the world, sh- or rather the, the church, pardon me, should, should, should go by. That's mm-hmm. what the church will also espouse and to promote to be right you okay. see it's sad nowadays because the the the, the church has been unduly influenced mm. we've been unduly pressurized to agree with what the world thinks is right okay mm. and as a result of that we have compromised the truth of the word of god we've compromised okay. truth Okay, and the mm. more the church compromises truth, the more the church will walk in confusion. All right, wow. it's sad because some members of the church thinks that you know. And let me, let me, let me not even let me let me pause there for a second. Actually, okay. you sounds see, like it was about to be dangerous. I know. Yeah, let me just kind of curb myself <laughs> for a second. You see, you see, whatever the word of God, rather whatever God says is true about any topic, be it sexuality, be okay. it occupation, mm-hmm. be it the church itself, be it living in Christ. Christ, we have to be bold enough to be able to say this 
is what the word of God says. And therefore, this is what we believe. Mm-hmm. It's weird when one person in the church believes that is true and the other another person doesn't necessarily subscribe to the same notion. Okay. Then the question is, what exactly is true? What are we actually believing? Mm-hmm. So the confusion that is prevalent in the church today is also to do with what exactly is truth, right? Mm-hmm. And then but once again, the Bible is crystal clear. There is no black, there is, sorry, pardon me, it's either black or it's white yep. in the scripture. That's why we have to be bold enough to be able to stand for truth. And that's why, once again, because one of the fundamental purpose of the church is to be the pillar and the ground for truth. And that truth, of course, is Jesus Christ. And that truth is revealed in the word of God. Amen. Wow. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. And um, in addition to that, you wanted to go on. You wanted to go on um, about more. Uh, purposes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Let me just, let me, let, let me just break it down briefly. So I don't talk too much. Another purpose of the church, of course, is, is fellowship, right? Fellowship. You know, the Bible talks about how God, you know, places people in families. Why? Because he knows that we can't function alone in, mm-hmm. in this life of Christ. Mm-hmm. It's too dangerous to be walking alone. Mm-hmm. Come off it. It's too dangerous. You can't, you can't be a Christian by yourself. Mm-hmm. And there's a reason why God has placed us in families and especially the body of Christ as a, as a body mm. globally is one big family. Yeah. So we can support each other. We can encourage each other. Mm. We can take care of each other. We can empower it. We can influence one another yeah. in the Lord. We can basically hold each other's hands mm. as we journey in this Christian life, right? Mm. So that's why fellowship is also another fundamental purpose of the church. But one of the mm. most, if not the most important purpose of the church, I call it engagement what does that actually entail it entails engaging the lost evangelizing the lost basically discipling the lost engaging people outside the four walls of your church okay okay wow (laughs) that was very um insightful ayo thank you very insightful but i mean yeah as you mentioned anyway fellowship is key um engagement is key as well in the forms of discipleship and evangelism very key we've spoken on evangelism as well before if you remember as well Mm -hmm. guys look and listen to the first recording very important (laughs) and i just wanted to also add as well one of the things I believe is also key um, as to the purpose of the church or the local church um, is just being that evidence Mm. um, of the power. Come on, come on. (laughs) The power of our God, right? Because that's technically one of the main things that really also differentiates us from or differentiates our God from other gods Correct. you know we like to quote that you know there's no other god like him um he's the only god the only living god mm-hmm. this and this and that but um one of the the things that we don't get to see so much is that working supernatural power mm-hmm. of god mm-hmm. in the church this yeah. is really and truly what validates the gospel 
yeah. right? You know, and, and like you rightly said, one of the purpose of the, another purpose of the church rather is to demonstrate the glory of God, oh, the, the power, on, yeah. Yeah. the power. Yeah. And I think many people, you know, um, we're not seeing that nowadays anymore, no. you know, and that's why many no longer believe in the Christian God because yeah. they've relegated the Christian God to theory because mm. all they get is just theory. God can mm. do this. God has done that. Yeah. But then what's God there doing is, today? Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. and we forget that the Bible says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today and, and forever. forever, which means that what Christ was able to do, he's given us the ability to do more, yeah, more than that, you know, and that's why I completely agree with you there. Yeah, I did say it, uh, you know, greater works than these. Absolutely. Um, we will do. Um, yeah. Yeah, I was just thinking that could that be then the reason why many, many millennials today don't really find the church relevant anymore because they're not really seeing what the Bible says in reality today. Mm. And not so just millennials, thinking? though. Not See, anybody and everybody, yeah. you know, yeah. like, you know, and, and I think, and this is why for me anyway, I have a theory that the amount of unbelief and lack of faith that is rampant in the church today, mm. you know, if we were to mine it, it will beg us, it will beg a belief basically because many won't believe it because it's, it's a lot. Many mm. people don't actually believe that God can still heal, for example, <laughs> you know, yeah, that's where the problem is. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, that's another whole conversation as well because some people are in two minds about healing. Mm. Um, it's it's become a, well, I say controversial topic. It really has. Funny enough, really um, within um, the Christian community, um, as to our different views about that. But um, yeah, let's not spend too much time on this. Agreed, um, I agree. <laughs> I am conscious of time and um, what we do want to obviously focus on today. Um, so, you know, thank you for, again, once again, um, just clarifying the, the purpose of church or the um, coming together mm -hmm. of believers mm -hmm. as an assembly um, for the glory of, and the worship of God. And, and, I just wanted to ask you, Ayo, uh, so we clearly, as we've said, is church still relevant um, today, post-COVID? Um, because we know that many people um, in this time and as a result of this pandemic, people who have literally grown up in church, who have probably, you know, served for years in church are now like, you know what? I, I, I just don't know if it's for me anymore. Some people are just, I guess, make, I wouldn't say that they become lazy with church, but it's just, it's breeded that room for us to really think, am I at the right place for me? Um, have I been going to church just because? Um, or yeah, do I actually believe in this God um, yeah. that I'm going to church for, supposedly? Yeah. I mean, we personally probably, yeah, we personally do know people who are now in a, well, I say bubble or in a space where they're not really sure about going yeah. back to their current church mm -hmm. or they... Going to church at all. Exactly. They don't they don't know if they really want to go to church at all physically anymore. Some mm -hmm. people have now become, you know, permanent online members sure. and they're comfortable. <laughs> you know, I think you know what, Debbie, I think this unfortunately this is down to every single person's conviction, yeah, right? Okay. And 
as to where they want to be now or what they want to do now. Okay. But I think as well that coming back to the initial purpose of this pandemic as well, which, you know, you know, I guess we had to spiritually discern this as well. Now, the purpose of the pandemic was twofold. It was to either weed out the unserious people mm. and or <laughs> or and to to strengthen the convictions of those who are already committed. Okay. Right. Many, many people who may have made a decision to either well i don't really want to go to church anymore as a result of this they were not serious let's just call it what it is all right (laughs) those who are serious pandemic would have caused and i know of so many people who as a result of this pandemic Mm. have gone deeper in the lord are more stronger in their faith and more dedicated to the lord and to serving in the body of christ okay so i don't necessarily believe that people who you know who who choose to not really want to go to church anymore or people who see church as being irrelevant to them Mm. i don't think the problem is with the church the problem is with the people Mm. right what i would recommend the people to do is to really and truly go back to the first love and not make it about church but make it about the personal relationship with the lord Mm. because really and truly there's no way that you can really be fully devoted and convicted and going deeper in the lord and Mm. not want to fellowship with other believers Mm. do you know what i mean you know i mean believe it or not or or take my word for it or not you know this is once again this is down to every single person's conviction but my point is this is a direct question to any and everybody listening to us today why do you think the church is no longer relevant for you Mm. where are you at in your walk with god Mm. really and truly and allow the holy spirit to regulate you and lead you in the truth of his word really Mm. Mm. wow um and so what else do you think or what do you think um may have sparked a lack of desire for some people though sure um sure where's that crept in from i mean let's look at netflix right um sometimes it's unfortunate that on netflix sometimes you can get bogged down by too many options okay that you don't even (laughs) want to do anything or watch anything anymore all right you know and we can get so complacent with the options that we have that we no longer want to really kind of focus on one thing Mm. unfortunately i may be wrong and i stand to be corrected but the evidence is clear that many of us have now adopted a netflix mindset to church yeah yeah do you know what i mean a netflix mindset to church oh is this one nice oh this one is not nice let me check another one. Oh, oh, that one is not relaxed let me check oh, do you know what forget church forget imagine church we, start put, we start putting reviews do you know, do you know ratings I mean? uh, forget church altogether <laughs> let me go on Amazon Prime do you know what I mean and then we adopt the same mindset you see and by doing that once again we forget the fundamental principle about our relationship with God mm. right Bible says work out your salvation your Bible own. said that this, this, this listen this is something that you have to take seriously God said that if you seek me diligently with all your heart, you will find me. Yeah. I don't mean to be Bible bashing, but these are just fundamental <laughs> principles of, of us, of, of a believer. So, uh, and the mindset, that Netflix mindset, we have to kill it immediately mm-hmm. and realize it's not about the options that we have, but it's about being rooted and being grounded in the Lord. Okay. Yeah. If this is your priority and your focus, you will find yourself a church to be at. Of course. Of course. By fire, by force. You, would, you, you will actually do it. So, yeah. yeah that's that's gen- that's my genuine response to that question yeah and um i think yeah i mean for a lot of us anyway it's easy to just not really feel the need to go and attend physically so much anymore anyway mm-hmm. yeah um but 
the Bible tells us not to forsake the gathering of the, bre- the of the brethren. brethren. Right, correct. So I do believe there is a uh, a benefit just to the soul. Generally, when you're in the midst of other believers, Absolutely. it's an experience that one cannot really describe. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I know for me anyway, it's something that I've longed for um, to be in, in, in that uh, atmosphere again um, no, it's true it's true listen being in the being in the house of god is more than just going to worship on a sunday and going yeah. home as we mentioned initially about one of the purposes of church for fellowship right and you know, and the, the analogy is very simple you may have heard it before if i give you you know um if i give you pieces of coals and you know that which, which are burning in in the furnace right and i take out one piece of coal that's burning i put it on the ground i take it out of the furnace put it on the ground give it another few an hour hour or so that coal would have most 100% it will go out it will basically mm. you know die off exactly. right you know and that's exactly why church is important the remaining coals pieces of coals that are still in the furnace will still continue to burn and burn and burn but mm. the one that one takes out put it outside on a plate or anywhere you want yeah. to put it it will very soon die exactly, out exactly because that's, it's been isolated it's been isolated exactly and another fundamental principle that you got to realize is that the devil loves isolation yeah. You see, he will he will isolate you to destroy you. Mm. He will isolate you to finish you. Yeah. Okay, that's why. Listen, in this day and age, you don't want to be away from church. Don't have that mindset. Get back in the body of Christ and you know relate with people. Be in a family. Okay, because listen, the church is still relevant. The church is still important today. And honestly speaking, you need to be under a covering as well because the church also provides a covering for men members to support you to help you to pray for you and most importantly to hold your hands and to hold you in time of challenges in life Mm. so just going back to our question about the relevance of church um i guess our focus really was whether it is still relevant today more in the sense of post-covid what does church look like what 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 should we expect are we going to still see that intergenerational value that church has and advantage that church has um, within the community where, you know, we get a, a good blend of both the young, the old and everybody in between as well. Um, just being able to come together as one with one purpose, mm. or are we just going to have, you know, a select few, maybe just the old, um, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Not no no offense to anybody out there. Sure. Um just IO is old. Cheers, <laughs> <laughs> mate. Let me, but, I think to, yeah. to answer your question though, um I do I, I hear what you're trying to say and honestly what Jesus said in Matthew sixteen, eighteen still holds through I'm I'm true today, pardon me. Mm-hmm. You know, he says, I will build my church, right? And the gates of COVID will not prevail against it. All right. Right? Mm-hmm. You know, that All I think right. that's number one. Which and, translation is yeah, that? <laughs> that's, uh, I say uh, version anyway we move um you know the gates of hell will not prevail against it so one thing that is that we can be rest assured on is that the church will still continue to thrive post-covid amen Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. now what i do think is important as well is that you see post-covid church is not like it will not be like pre-covid church post-covid church is for the serious post-covid church is for those who are hungry for more Mm -hmm. now post-covid church is not the church of the 
theory only, spineless, powerless Christianity. No, that's not mm. the post-COVID church. Post-COVID church is for the miracle working. Post-COVID church is for the hungry, is for uh-huh. the passionate, uh-huh. is for Come the apostolic, is for the ap- apostolic, pardon hello, me, for the hello. prophetic, yeah. for the evangelists, yeah. for the teachers, mm. and for the pro- and, and and for the pastors. You see, post-COVID mm. church really and truly is a no-nonsense church. And <laughs> once again, like those people who weren't prepared for COVID, uh, COVID-19 and they were mm. left behind, mm. those who won't be prepared for post-COVID church mm. would also be, be or rather blind. will also be left behind. Yeah. And I prophetically see a revival Amen. in this post-COVID Amen. church, a revival Amen. from Gen Zs, you know, mm. younger people who are on, on fire for the Lord, Come passionate on. for the Lord, hungry for the Lord, right? Yeah. Even millennials as well who are hungry for more, going deeper in the yeah. Lord as well. Listen, yeah. post, you see, COVID-19 has given many, many of us the opportunity to reflect, you know, to, to do a self-MOT, basically, mm-hmm. but most importantly, to go deeper in our faith and we're ready now to launch post-COVID and to do the things that we've never been able to do before. Do you know why? Because once again, it's Jesus Christ that's building us and it's Jesus Christ that's going to ensure that all his purposes for the church comes to pass in Jesus' name. Amen. Let the church say Amen. 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 <laughs> Thank you so much for listening today, guys. Thank um, you, guys. We're just going to round it up there. Yeah. And um, we please stay tuned. Um, we will definitely be coming back with a lot more. Um, not just on this topic. Um, there's there's some very plenty <laughs> more in store for you guys. Plenty more. Just stay some tuned. Controversial Keep topics. It Keep it locked. <laughs> but yeah, take care and goodbye from for myself, listening. Debbie, and Ayo. Bye. Bye bye. God bless you.